This is The Art of Hiring. We have a very special episode for you today. I usually do audio-only podcasts, but today's episode is also available in video. I'm so excited. I'm joined by one of my favorite colleagues in the recruiting industry, and that's the one and only Lainey Kern. Hello. Hey, How are great you? to have Good. Great to have you here. So for Thank listeners you. out there, I got a chance to work with Lainey a few years back when I was had a stint as head of recruiting for a Series A funded startup based in the Bay Area. At the time, the company had engaged with several outside firms and recruiters to fill various roles in the company. And after I had a chance to meet with all of them, Lainey was but one of two recruiters I kept engaged with the company. Uh, based in the Bay Area, Lainey's had a super successful career in sales in high-tech and ad-tech companies before heading into the recruiting business for the last seven years. She's currently a co-founder at Force Recruiting, and for sure, she is a force in recruiting. Oh, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I wanted to find out first, what drew you into recruiting? I'm always interested in knowing this about others in the recruiting biz. Right. So I had, as you know, been in uh, digital media, ad tech, e-commerce, martech for many years, um, business development, sales roles, leadership roles. And I was going through some pretty significant life changes. And um, this was before COVID and people started working from home uh, a lot more. I was commuting to San Francisco, had a bunch of reports, uh, a few years of that. You know, I was at the rocket fuel during the AI days when it was AI first really started many years ago. Uh, and at Owner IQ many years ago, and just decided, you know, I'd always built really top uh, sales teams. I'd always collaborated in hiring for whether it was product or customer success, and uh, decided to dive in. It was a little scary because I was a single mom going into commission only, so I really had no other choice but to succeed, but I knew I could do it, and I just loved it. And I knew that I had a lot of uh, great relationships in the industry, so I could bring on the clients. So I joined a, a contingent firm and never looked back. It, it was it was awesome. I'm glad that uh, I made the switch. Oh, that's good. I'm glad you did too. So did you did you uh, pivot into recruiting, but um, focus on ad tech industry since you had known that um, so well? Did you find that to be a good starting point for you? Yeah, that was a great starting point. Uh, and actually, a really funny story. I before I officially decided to switch to recruiting, I was interviewing to head up a West Coast sales team for an ad tech uh, video company on uh, the CTV space that's really well known now. And I just said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go into recruiting, but you will be my client, my first client. And they're like, all right, once you go, you know, you can't look back. Well, of course, I tracked them down and they ended up being one of my first and very big clients. But yeah, ad tech was the initial uh, and then um, continued into MarTech SaaS. And then also e-commerce. Uh, I love e-commerce. I also, many years ago, before the Shopify days, had my own uh, website and also was an eBay power seller. <laughs> yeah, selling, what were you selling? Uh, hand, handbags, jewelry. I loved making women beautiful. Really? I was doing oh trenches all over San Francisco. But it's a really hard business to scale on your own. But I did experience, you know, it was way before like the sophistication of websites now. But with that, I... I, I know how to do a lot of, or we, you know, I should say force, know how to do a lot of e-commerce roles as well. So, yeah, um, and sense. I think, again, it's really important to pivot, done healthcare tech, things like that. Yeah, for sure. I uh, had something similar when I got into recruiting was um, 
uh, I had been managing uh, bef- uh, managing technology partners for a company, and uh, they were all uh, enterprise security companies, uh, oh, and VPN, okay. you know, VPN providers, security companies, and so um, the first Fun industry category. that yeah that I was working working in was to leverage my contacts within enterprise security and, and the VPN uh, space. So that made sense. Hey, so and then did you was, did you pivot as yeah. well? Okay, uh, yes. After that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but al- always around high tech software. Um, you know, back then uh, when I got in, it was a lot earlier uh, than you, and we didn't have LinkedIn yet either. Um, but uh, I w- also was very involved with the VC community in the Bay Area. So then I'm working with a lot of startups, which is kind of right, interesting. Right. But yeah, yeah security a, was such a big fun. enterprise. Security was such a big industry. You know, back right. Then. Yeah. Right. I can see that. Yeah, we pivoted now at some point. Now cybersecurity so big. Yeah. At some point, also ad tech. I mean, uh, I was doing a lot of stuff in ad tech, too. We might have even crossed paths back then. Right. You might have been competing <laughs> with me. I might have been trying to recruit you. Um, <laughs> so uh, do, what about anything uh, surprising when you got into recruiting? Well, anything surprising to you that you didn't anticipate? I think the amount of uh, uh, unprofessional recruiters there are out there that ghost people or what I hear a lot is they don't even understand the job that they're speaking about. (laughs) So that always surprises me because, you know, I might not know every single detail about a job, but if you can't understand it and talk about it with passion, you're not going to sell a candidate on something, right? So Mm -hmm. that always Mm -hmm. surprised me a little bit as, Mm -hmm. as far as the recruiters uh, that I'd heard out there. What about right. you? Uh, same. I, I think I agree with you. Uh, kind of gave the recruiting business kind of a bad, you mm-hmm. know, bad reputation. Um, but I think it's also good it, it, as you continue in the business is to always seek out others that share the same philosophy, share the same level of integrity, right? Um, as you know, and I'm sure that's one of the reasons why. Uh, I want to make sure that when I was uh, with that other company, I kept you engaged because I know you were one of them, right? You were one of well, the thank you. ones that had yeah, high integrity. And I knew you would treat candidates well, even if you were working for the client. I mean, I, I do the same. It doesn't matter to me if I'm getting paid by the client the company. Um, I still have a commitment to all candidates. Um, I think, you know, I was just wondering also, did you find that your sales skills helped you a lot? Yes. 100 percent i feel like everyone does 100 percent now but absolutely (laughs) 98 percent yeah 107 percent so i think that uh one thing i've always tried to be an authentic salesperson i think the overly Mm -hmm. pushy aggressive Mm -hmm. salespeople really uh are not my jam at all so but i think having authentic conversations a quick follow through Mm -hmm. asking for the resume right away if i don't always Mm -hmm. have it and then also Mm -hmm translating that to a client relationship. I mean, I'm sure you know this about me. You have to keep the process going with the client, right? If we're not getting feedback fast enough, we're losing candidates. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, you know, there's a lot of recruiters out there. So selling, um, you know, uh, at least our firm now, you know, we're women founded, um, but we all came from the industry, which really helps. So I think 100, 107% uh, sales skills. 7%. Uh-huh. <laughs> what about, and same with you. What, were, you, were you even in sales before? Or were you in sales? Or what were you doing before? Uh, I'm trying to think now. I was in, I have been in sales. I'm trying to think of, it was after recruiting. So 
Oh, so okay. recruiting. Oh, that's right. why you but took a break. I was managing technology partners and I was managing channels in the past for other companies, which is, you know, managing sales channels. So it was, it was semi, sort of semi sales, but not direct sales, not carrying a bag or a quota or anything, not a direct quota, but, um, right. Right. But I got into, so I had a break. I started recruiting. Then I took like a seven year break and I did do direct sales for background screening. There's a background screening company. Oh, um, interesting. I didn't know yeah, that. And then another web services, uh, actually advertising, it was advertising, online advertising company. Um, and that was direct sales. Yeah. Right. And you're, you're very data driven, which I think is interesting. Excuse my dog in the background. <laughs> That's okay. um, you're very data driven. I am. Yeah. I find yeah. that. Um, I admire that about you. Yeah. Very data. And I like that the data helps to inform decisions. That's what it is. I don't want to say that we lean on it like a crutch or anything that we rely solely, but it helps to kind of um calibrate i guess kind of calibrate and and validate sometimes validate things mm-hmm. you know right um, industry so I, I like using the data to kind of validate that and and um i think cl- there are clients that appreciate that too that there's a process there's a sort of method to this it's recruiting isn't you know i don't know if you agree with this laney but um recruiting isn't just this smattering of you know just some random process um you run do, oh, right. do you run a pretty tight process in your recruiting? So uh, I think everybody has a unique way in that they prospect or source. I think uh, the process in my mind is honing in, um, starting a little more wide and then honing in on the right candidates. Mm -hmm. Um, And then my process is filling the pipeline. Um, If we have multiple clients, filling the pipelines across the board. Uh, mm-hmm. and, but I wouldn't say I'm as data driven as you are. Uh, however, there's so many more AI tools out there now that I think can help with that. Uh, but mm-hmm. I think mine is again, sort of a numbers, like quality of candidates, knowing what the hiring managers want, managing both sides well, and filling that pipeline. Um, and then sort of a gut check, right. On, on all of this. So it yeah. sort of goes back to, Yes, are there all these platforms out there to recruit for sure. But you always need that human element um, that, you know, uh, a platform can never do, right? So yeah, I appreciate progressive technologies and AI and all of that. And we are looking at all of that. But yeah. I, I still think there's just always that human nature. And uh, we all have unique ways we can source or think out of the box, right? So, right. Yeah, agree with that, too. I like uh, that I can leverage the tools that are available. Um, but there's an aspect of uh, it where you're providing some guidance or consult to the client, right? right. Or the hiring right. executive. Um, and I think that is, that's could be subjective, you know, and that's not something right. that I think a, a program can kind of spit out. I don't think mm-hmm. so. And so there's that For kind sure. of element that I think uh, won't go away, even if my tools get better and better, right? Which is great. Right. I mean, making it more efficient, I think is great. Who, who, I mean, nobody ever says, does a client ever go to you and say, Hey, I'm not thinking about hiring for another, you know, you can go ahead and start. I don't need that person for six months. Usually they, when, by the time they call you, they, they needed the person yesterday. Do you find that too? Yes. uh, Yesterday, especially during COVID the last two years, it's like, okay. uh, But yeah, yesterday or what I'm finding right now, um, which is unfortunate in some cases are PIPs. So performance reviews, so anticipation, right? Oh, 
the okay. performance that someone's not going to do well that they're yeah, going to or they they kind of know um you know within the next couple months so with some clients mm-hmm. it's that case or right so they know that the headcount is coming in Q1 of 2024 well it's already going to be October soon right so by the time you get through mm-hmm. a process a lot of times people don't want to start in December mm-hmm. um so people are start we're starting to see that now where it's picking up for you know Q1 2024 mhm I see. Yeah. Yeah. What about the most challenging aspect of what you do? I think understanding that I cannot control people and their decisions. So when I was a VP or a salesperson and we had an ad campaign and maybe there wasn't performance, there's a way to work with metrics, maybe do bonus or optimize the technology. You can't control people. So I can control the process as well as I can and my communication um, with clients and candidates. But at the end of the day, I can't make that final decision of a human to take a job. The other challenging part, I think, is when you have great clients and they respond and you are a true partner, it is fantastic. You can make placements together really fast. You can work and navigate an organization. I think when clients just like don't respect the amount of work that goes into finding so many good people and then not giving you feedback and constantly losing the candidates. In my mind, that's really challenging. And then it's okay to pause. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, or if a client's not truly understanding um, your feedback on <laughs> this compensation is just not going to work. I mean, I can spin mm-hmm. our wheels all day long. So that's mm-hmm. the challenging part. But mm-hmm. for the most part, I think because uh, we all come from various industries or running customer success orgs or sales orgs and know a lot of the people that we work with, that's really helpful because mm-hmm. you sort of bypass a lot of that. Right, right. Yeah, that's a good what point. What about, about you? Yeah, well, I was going to say, uh, that's a good point about the communication with the client. I think that's really key. And that is a really challenging, that can be very challenging if uh, they don't respond uh, either way, right. clients or candidates uh, respond. Um what do I think the most challenging? Um, it's either that or not having an idea about what they're looking for. But I, I know that that's a challenge, but I also like that challenge because I love helping them to kind of dig into it and help figure out what it is right. they're looking for. But let's not focus on the title, right? Let's focus on what you're looking for. The title will come naturally but if you're focused on, I need to hire a VP of sales, right? Th- there's certain things that we know a VP sales job entails, but if there's, you know, other aspects to it that are not really, you know, um, having a, you know, this revenue quote or whatever revenue goal, um, in addition to that, maybe the title's not VP sales. Let's not focus on what we're looking for. So I think that's kind of challenging when they start right out. Um, but yeah, definitely the communication. What I think it's also yeah. the worst too, one more thing is when a hiring manager doesn't have an open mind. I felt like when I hired somebody, okay, so some of my best hires, they might not have come exactly from at the, at the ad network days, um, under, understood, you know, backing into KPIs or, um, yeah. you know, view throughs, all that. I can teach that. But if you have the grit and you're strategic, all of mm-hmm. that. Um, I, sometimes I feel like hiring managers can say they just have to come from these companies. Exactly. And I understand maybe relevant, but that's very challenging when you're just mm-hmm. dealing with someone that is only thinking within a mm-hmm. certain box. Can I sure. deal with it? For sure. 
but I feel like there are missed opportunities on candidates when yeah. hiring managers think that way. So uh, especially if you have a great training and onboarding program and you hire the right person, they will be mm-hmm. rock stars. So that's, that's also yeah. a challenge. And hopefully the message out there to some of those hiring managers that think that way will maybe yeah, will uh, resonate. think twice. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I think they're doing a disservice to themselves um, when they're boxed into just this, you know, want somebody from these companies or want somebody with this set of skills, three things, you know, and it's got to have, you know, three to five years, whatever, um, and not being open to what the market is bearing, because that I think is one of the most important things uh, is the feedback that you're giving to your client about here's what the market's saying, the candidates are saying, and here's, you know, and so um, being able to flex, you know, to what the market is bearing or what, you know, um, I think if they don't, if hiring managers don't do that, they're doing themselves a disservice. Right. So, yeah. Well, so I want to get into um, also what's the most rewarding aspect. What's keeping you in recruiting? I love um, helping people with their next career move, whether that is somebody right out of college or even at the CMO and CEO level. I think that a lot of times when people are looking for a role, they are in a vulnerable state. And the fact that they're trusting me to help them with that is extremely rewarding. Um, I think especially during COVID, Uh, In the beginning, I didn't have a lot. So I would just talk to people and I sort of felt like a therapist in some ways. Um, Yeah, we are. In a way we are. Right. So uh, I think that's been really rewarding. And then, you know, when you have a hiring manager tell you, thank you so much for this person. They are making such an impact. You just nailed it. Um, That's a great feeling, especially when, you know, they've had this role open for six or seven months and no one else could nail it. And you come in and you're like, yep, we found them. Um, that's a, that's a really cool feeling, right? So because Absolutely. I am a salesperson, I still love that. Like, yeah, let's get this. I got this. And if there's another agency that can't get it, we will. Right. So yeah. That, you know, yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's so great. That's a great, I think, uh, I found out that about myself too, that I found out I am a salesperson. That's my DNA after, you know, mm-hmm. from recruiting. And I think my strengths finder also the top five, if you've taken that before I published right. it on my it's LinkedIn been a while. profile. Yeah, you should take it. Um, but somebody said, oh, that's classic recruiter slash salesperson, you know, and I think salespeople do make the best recruiters. Um, but yeah, that's rewarding. I love that too. When the client says, um, you know, thank you so much. This is great. This is the great. And I also want to know how was the process of, you know, working with me and all that, but, um, right. uh, you know, you mentioned a great point about helping somebody no matter where they are in their career of their mm-hmm. career growth. And I love that aspect too. We have a lot in common Laney. Um, right. <laughs> but I love that. Uh, I've hired, you know, very, right out of college, you know, folks right out of college, as well as the, some of the most senior, you know, C-level as well. And, um, I love tracking and seeing if they've reached the goals that they shared with me, you know, back then. And I love seeing how they've grown and how they've become, you know, um, so successful or they've done pivots, you know, and things like that. It's just wonderful to see, you know? Right. I had this one friend many years ago before I got into uh, recruiting and I just, she had such a great sales personality, but she was in like medical research and making nothing and was, had all this like 
student loan debt. In fact, she and I both went to UCSB. I didn't know her when she was there. And I was like, Danielle, you, you see this chair? You, just, you can sell this chair. And I walked around it and she just starts cracking up. Well, she started applying for sales job and she still is like a top seller. She's wow. done medical device and uh, pharmaceuticals. Wow. She's so brilliant, but she's got the uh, research background and the bio mm-hmm. background and, and the, those combined, she does amazing, but it is That's really so funny. I mean, it was wh- well before I got into recruiting and I was more on the sales side. And I, uh, it took me some time to convince her, but I'm really proud of her still to this day. But I just remember that conversation about, I felt like she could literally sell everything from like the chair in front of me and just how you, how you approach things. <laughs> I know it sounds funny, but. No, that is great. That, that must feel so rewarding. I mean, just having impacted somebody's life like that, right? Right. We still laugh about it. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. So I want to go back to, um, you mentioned, um, we were talking about some surprises in the industry. Mm-hmm. I was wondering, do you have any funny or surprising candidate or recruiter stories? Uh, so I remember during COVID, I think people got a little too relaxed. <laughs> and, uh, Showing up for meetings and slippers and, and robes. Yeah, I just, I was, you know, I, I think it was more on the uh, junior side because okay. what happened was, uh, some of the um, more junior, less experienced, I should say, right out of college, if you got thrown right into COVID, you're not learning things that we learned, right? You know, you're getting out there, you're going on client calls in person. Sure. So right. uh, I think that some of it's not their fault. But I mean, we had one candidate literally eat a bowl of cereal, like while he was interviewing for a sales development rep role. And luckily- With the hiring, hiring manager? manager? Yeah, with the, with the hiring manager- no, with the hiring manager at the company. In fact, it was like um, right before you came on to that company. And I have never laughed so hard. Luckily, she and I have the same kind of like we joke did a lot he, mentality. Well, besides the cereal, did he move on in the process or was the cereal holding him back? Yeah. No. <laughs> did did she ask down. what kind of cereal he was eating? Yeah. Did she's that like, matter? is that Captain Crunch or like Fruity Pebbles, bro? Like, what's up? So it was really like I, I, I really just laughed very hard. Um, I think also just, uh, you know, not as funny, but just some of the follow-ups, you know, just l- lackluster follow-ups, not personalized or sort of copy and pasting. Also with like senior candidates, you're very surprised at some of the lack of follow-through and uh, things hmm. like that. But yeah, yeah, I mean, just and then there's some people, you know, candidates you talk to, I mean, it's pretty funny because you know right away, oh my God they're not going to be a fit, but you kind of have to stay on. And um, mm-hmm. my husband can always tell when he's like, that wasn't a fit, right? I'm like, because <laughs> when they are, I get really engaged, but I yeah. never want to be rude. And you never know when someone might be a fit for something else, but sometimes they just are, you know, interesting yeah. people. So interesting. That, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, thank goodness for LinkedIn too. So we have a little bit of preview because I got into recruiting, remember before LinkedIn, so we were just, God all we needed you. was a phone know how you did that. and email. No, just phone <laughs> and email. Incredible. I mean, but that's also kind of classic. If you're, if you're good at sales, all you need really is just a phone. So cold calls actually came easily for me because I, right. you know, I don't mind cold and I love cold calling, but um, now on LinkedIn, when I went back into the industry and LinkedIn was there and I asked my colleagues, are we still calling people? And he said, well, we email them now. It's like over LinkedIn, you know, and that was like 2007, right? Or so. Um, right. When LinkedIn came. Were like in mails officially called in mails or wait, so I it was remember. phone, yeah. then email, then 
LinkedIn yeah. data with anyone else. But we but, would, okay. yeah, and we would get, um, we would get, we would buy lists of research. So instead of sourcing, right? I mean, this is kind of the sourcing is we would call research companies that cater to recruiting firms and we get lists of, you know, uh, names and, and companies and phone numbers. And sometimes it's the main number. So you have to ruse, and this is, you know, you know this, but you have to ruse through and you have to know how to get past an EA. Um, right. So there's some secrets oh, to the trade, crazy. you know, recruiting or sales, right? Of how to get there. So was that but, where um, you were trying to get the candidates or the client? Like the research? No, we had the clients because I've always been retained. Okay. So I'm got it. Uh, okay. Well, you've been contingent. I've always been retained. So uh, the so uh, this is to get candidates. Okay. Yeah, just making calls. Yeah, yeah, and voicemails. Leaving a good voicemail too. I'm doing this because there was a landline. I have my landline for. <laughs> so I was like, this is not a this is not a Stein of beer. This is like a landline phone. Uh, but um, I know yeah. it's not funny. My kid, we don't have any landlines anymore. So yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Right. Um, but okay. So, so now that we're talking about this sort of sales skills, and I think we both mm-hmm. have that, but what do you think makes the best recruiters? And since you're an all women firm, you know, this is a controversial question. Do women make the best recruiters? I mean, mm. you might say yes, you can elaborate. More times than not. Yes. Because men are great. No, it, by the way, it's not, we, if there's a great recruiter, that's a male, we're happy to have them. In Absolutely. <laughs> so it's not Absolutely. That, I've, yeah, I, I feel with, the same way. Yeah. I think a lot of time, uh, women can multitask. So with recruiting, you know, you might be like, I might have some days I'm talking to eight people. I'm getting 14 emails mm-hmm. from my, uh, clients. Um, you know, you know, the dog's barking in the background and then I'm taking my mm-hmm. kids to school. I mean, whatever. And not right. that you have to be a mom. I'm just saying, I think, uh, and again, there's some amazing male recruiters out there. Uh, I also think that women tend to be great listeners, uh, and ask lots of intelligent questions. And then also there's like a sense of empathy. Uh, again, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's plenty <laughs> of recruiters, but I do think that women make great recruiters personally. Yeah. What about you? Uh, Agree with all that. Actually, uh, the multitasking, um, this is kind of funny, but way back, I had a a colleague at one of the software companies I was working at. And that's when I was doing uh, more managing the channel, uh, the retail uh, sales channel. Mm -hmm. Um, A colleague of mine said, um, uh, so we had uh, heads of each of the verticals, right? And she was the head of uh, one of the other verticals. I can't remember which one, but um, we were planning for a conference, like a golf, you know, a golf tournament conference that we were sponsoring. And uh, I said something, I don't know how you can multitask and do all that. She said, did you know, she was like a PhD too, doing sales. And she said, did you know that the reason, the reason why women are so good at multitasking is because tr- traditionally, historically, their mothers, their, and she said for herself, she gave herself as an example. And she said, you know, I'm on the phone, I'm sitting on the couch, I'm nursing one baby, but I'm playing with the other, nudging the other kid on the floor with my foot, just nudging, you know, nudging. And then with the other foot, I'm, you know, petting the dog. And so she's, and she's on the phone and she's, you know, with the, maybe she's got another hand that she's, that's free and she's typing. Right. And she said, yeah, multitasking and you can do all of that at the same time. So yeah. Right. That doesn't mean that men are not good at multitasking at all. Of Um, course. I yeah. Caveat all this. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think you're right. I I agree with you on that. My uh opinion also is that it's uh, empathy, relationships, and listening. Um, 
but yeah, I think good recruiters can come in all forms. I mean, right. Male, female, non-binary, uh, any. So let's see. Um, what else do you have? Uh, what else Hit me. do I have? Okay. Uh, let's see. What do we want to talk about? Okay. What about when you work with a new client? Like are your clients, mm-hmm. so I've always wondered, actually, I don't know the answer to this. Are your clients all over the U.S.? And yes. what's important to you when you're when you are uh, evaluating whether or not to take on a new client? Have you turned down clients? I mean, I have. Yes. Yes. Or I've part also, of ways with any of them? Part of ways with Tell clients. us all the details. So, all, all the dirt. Yes. Tell us all the dirt. Sure. So, well, there is eight of us. We're all over. So in New York, Michigan, Chicago, even Bend, Oregon, California, But yeah, we recruit for all over the U.S. We also take on international clients that are trying to build up in the U.S. Mm -hmm. So I've helped build up literally the first HR person to the first salesperson. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, right. So head of HR, things like that, which is a really fun one, um, as long as we speak the the same language (laughs) and the time zone isn't too drastic. Um, But things that we look at are, okay, first, like, do they have enough funding to actually pay us to do this? I mean, if you have zero money, that's really important. So series A is fine. It's just, you know, two people just, you know, hey, can you help me hire? I'm not going to work. Have you been stiffed on invoices? I've never not been paid. Uh, I have, that's good. You know, I I think uh, that, again, if you take on the right clients, Usually the first invoice, you, you know, you're dealing with uh, getting your, you know, billing set up and all of that fun stuff, but it's never intentional, but I've never, we, I should say that have never not been paid. Um, thank God. Uh, but good. also look for, um, you know, are they buttoned up? Do they know what they want? Um, or are they willing to collaborate? You know, sometimes I'll even help write the job description you know, especially mm-hmm. for the ones that want to help, like literally build out the U.S. Um, mm-hmm. Are how are they going to commit to me to responding? I usually say forty eight mm-hmm. hours, seventy two, but anything beyond that, then it starts, you know, mm-hmm. following up. Are they willing mm-hmm. to have a once a week check in? Uh, you know, and then I notice pretty quickly, quickly too, if I start texting with clients or slacking, it's truly. I was just going to say, do you, you get onto their Slack? slack. Accounts? Absolutely. You and I used to Yeah, slack. I do too. That's uh, one of the first things. I always ask because I don't want to overstep. Is it okay to Slack or uh, text? But I find right. that to be more efficient. The reality is, is I mean, emails, sometimes candidates aren't even looking at their personal emails as much. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I, I really look for that. We have paused clients um, and said, you know, we're just not getting the feedback or, you know, at some point, especially when you're contingent, you're continuing to put the work in, the work in, and it's just, there's not a hiring it's happening. A hard work. It's, it's hard. Yeah. So, and there, and, and it's never on bad terms and sometimes you resume. Um, but yeah, so that's what we look for. What about you yeah. with retained? Yeah. So uh, that's, those are all good points. And I'm really glad you haven't been stiffed. Um, I, I've had that <laughs> happen, uh, but you know, you learn and then you, um, you know, you learn from mistakes. Uh, but um, I always ask, what's the best way to communicate with you, whether it's a text, email, or can you get me onto your Slack, mm-hmm. you know, Slack mm-hmm. account um, pretty easily? And is that the best way? So I'll, you know, I'll be careful too, because I know they're inundated with, you know, they've got their day job, you know, so, you know. Right. Um, that's a, and, good, that's uh, a good way to approach it. Yeah. So working with the clients, um, but uh, 
Yeah. I mean, we'll look for those things too. Uh, I think you talking about the funding, do they have enough funding is a really good point. That's very realistic too, unless you're going to take options, stock options, right. As part of your part of your organization for it. Um, But uh, yeah, that's a good one. Um, Yeah. I'm trying to think of what else Uh, we'll look at the job and how realistic they are, right. If they Mm -hmm. are looking for a unicorn and it's very, very specific, we'll ask how, how much can we widen the the net? Because Whenever I'm evaluating this, I mean, for me and the retained uh, engagement is I want to I want to make sure for you, too, probably um, I want to make sure I have a large enough pool that I can draw from. Right. I've got to have at least 100 right candidates that might be in and around the spec. If I do an initial preliminary, um, you know, peek into LinkedIn, you know, while while we're still considering engaging with the client and I. I mean, there's like, you know, five people in the world that can do this. I'm not sure we can do it unless they can open up the spec a bit. And that's where it's that communication. How if they just want this person, that's, you know, this is it. Right. So um, I think it all boils down to a good relationship with the client. Right. Right. Developing a good relationship. Just am I proud to be an extension of their brand? Are we proud to be an extension of their brand? Exactly. There's some where you're like, um, I don't know how great I feel about representing this um, because my brand's just as important um, because we're representing it. But yeah, we get a lot of tough ones. I mean, unicorns, earlier stage startups, or, you know, I think the other thing is like the, the glass door reviews. I mean, a lot of times the startups, especially in the beginning, they might not do everything right, which is always going to happen if you're a startup. Mm-hmm. So you know, you're coming in and you have to explain glass door reviews. Okay. They're bringing out new leadership, all of that stuff, because there's so much access to reviews and data. I always do tell people you kind of have to review those kind of like Yelp reviews because it's always like the angry people too. <laughs> so balance right. that, but right. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So, but yeah, am I, am I proud to be an extension of this brand? Mm-hmm. I think that's a good, yeah, that's a good uh question to consider when you're considering uh, clients too. Absolutely. Um, so let's see what, um, what's your superpower? I uh, hear actually, before you answer that, mm, I understand you were a, a singer. Question. I just learned this about you. I was a Will singer. you be gracing us with a little sample today? Maybe on the next one, if we start okay. co-hosting, <laughs> I will have to practice, but I, Yes, like you, which I didn't know about you. I did singing and acting and I loved all that stuff. Surprise, I know. Um, But yeah, (laughs) I loved all that stuff. I did some film competitions with some of my old favorite Yahoo peeps. Uh, I Mm -hmm. also did, I was in a band and we were called Biscuits and Groovy when I was at Cisco System. I know, isn't that hilarious? Uh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I had so much fun doing that. And um, I am known to bust out some holiday. Uh, by yeah. Madonna here and there on karaoke. But uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> but I think that uh, sometimes when you are recruiting, you know, perform, you are performing in a sense of getting somebody excited yeah. and getting sure. a candidate excited, right? So it mm-hmm. can translate. I did not know that you were a performer either. That is so funny. I don't know if we call it a performer. I mean, I was, I did some stunts in a movie that went straight to video and you know, some martial stunts, uh, martial arts and, and stunt fighting nice. and, and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. It used to be a brown belt in, in Kung, in, uh, Kung Fu. Yeah. That's amazing. I don't think I could have a career in that, but, uh, right. but that was fun. That was in the Bay area. 
You learn something um, new every day, right? <laughs> I think that's a great thing. But going back to what you're saying, uh, as we kind of relate this to recruiting, uh, about performing and everything, um, I was going to say that one of the things that I really like, and I think you're probably really good at this too, it's like, it's it's showing the um, candidate, right? candidate the story and kind of doing a storytelling mm-hmm. based on where they're trying to go right if they say you know in five years I want to be here whatever and I love that they trust me enough you probably mm-hmm. do too to disclose this I don't even ask they just you know they disclose it and I keep everything I, I'm a vault right I'll, I'll I'll disclose to the client of course right uh certain things but they're um but I love being able to tell a story of right of a possible path to getting there and then how you know how this mm-hmm. might be one of the steps to get there maybe it's not but at, you know maybe it not not now but at least i like telling that story so i love the idea of relating a uh, a compelling story right and that might be a fancy way to say you know having a good pitch i don't know but right and i think that candidates need to remember that uh we are an extension of the client so we will translate if we have a good or bad experience with the candidate, you know, so mm-hmm. just remember yeah. that they are trusting us yeah. as an extension of a brand. And so if you aren't treating us well, not responding well or flaky, yeah. great. Then that just is one more piece of data for us to take yeah. back to the client. But same for the other way too, is I would love to have the client ask candidates throughout the process. What did you think, you know, of Christine? What did you think of, you know, and you know, I, I like having a, making sure I have a good relationship with the candidates, even if they don't turn oh, out to be the one. Yes, you know? of course. I want feedback a lot too. of our candidates uh, end up being clients eventually. We've had that happen yeah. tons of times. Yeah. Or references. So, I mean, that's what I learned in re- recruiting too, is when we check references, any one of those could be potential clients or candidates too. So do you have any other superpowers or anything unique? Um, I'll tell you one mine, but this is like relating to when we had landlines. Okay. What's I used superpower? to know, well, because we were making calls, right? Uh, <laughs> making calls. And I used to know like an inordinate amount of um, uh, area codes and what cities they went with anywhere in the country. I had like this knack for knowing. I, I can't remember it anymore, but um, but I used to have this knack for just knowing. That, so anyone, yeah, anyone I, could say a, an area code to me and I would know where, where it was. Really? Was. Yeah, it was that's just, it was so really weird. I mean, that's, it's, like, that's almost not like a photographic memory, but that's something. But well, um, you can see how many calls we were making, right? I mean, we're, I was making millions of calls. Right. <laughs> dialing for dollars, so right? Funny. Uh, okay. So I have a superpower, I guess, if I, as it relates to recruiting, obviously I have many more. <laughs> yes. So, this is the uh, art of hiring I, podcast. I, I uh, have a gut instinct about like within, I would say two minutes. Um, if I feel like this person's going to be a good submission, uh, yeah. n- I'm not kidding. Usually within two minutes, I will know, mm-hmm. uh, unless I'm convinced otherwise. Um, and this is kind of about more of the power of manifestation, especially earlier in my recruiting career, when I was trying to, uh, bring clients on, I used to look at career pages that they had and visualize those are the 10 jobs I'm going to get. And I would usually get them. And it was, I guess it's powered manifestation, but it, you know, obviously you don't get them right out of the gate, but it's, you know, okay, I'm going to start off with this hiring manager and then can I navigate the organization? 
So I would, um, I had that happen twice where I visualized the actual jobs on the page. I would say, you know, within six weeks, I'm going to get all of these. And I, and I usually would. Uh, and I haven't been as good as that, as the, at that lately. Uh, and I need to get better at that. I, I think like taking that time to actually like, just like, you know, athletes do that. Right. So, um, so that is, that. that can be a superpower, but that's not to me, that can be for anybody as it relates to hiring or just life. Right. So we don't have to stick everything to the hiring. So Lainey, you may have already answered this already with your last thought, which I thought was so, so inspiring, but is there anything else that you might want to leave our listeners or our viewers with today? Right. I think it's just on the candidate and the hiring manager side, uh, being authentic, being kind. Um, I think follow through on both sides, um, whether you're the candidate keeping that process going and the hiring manager communicating back. Um, I also think, yes, the never give up, right? I know it's uh, a little bit of a tougher economy right now. The pendulum always swings. So again, sort of keeping a positive mindset uh, and, and usually things have a way of working out whatever is meant to be will be meant to be. I truly believe that um, if you just sort of like let the process um, follow through. So I hope that helps. I love that. That sounds great, Lainey. Um, what's the best way for people to get in contact with you? Would it be through LinkedIn? Yes, you can um, find me um, at Lainey uh, Kern on LinkedIn. Uh, my first names are to spell. So it's L-A-I-N-N-E. And we have our course recruiting page on LinkedIn. We also have our force recruiting website. Um, we're happy to help on on both ways, candidate and clients, and uh, we'd be delighted uh, to work together. So thank you so much for having me. It's been really fun. Uh, Thanks, Lainey. My Lady. husband does a lot of uh, podcasts and videocasts, so this is my first one. So excited to do more. Maybe we'll do more. Thank you yes. so much, Lainey. It's been great to have you today. Thank you. Have a great one. Mm -hmm.